0: Welcome in, folks. It is Wednesday, March the 30th. This is your host, Mayo Caballero, here, aka the Zura Zapata, the asthmatic Aztec, the Mestizo Michelangelo, and the boss with the birria. Doing it moving. It is, uh, yeah, episode number 26. And I don't know why the fuck I always do this hella fucking late But I blame my goddamn work Didn't leave that bitch until fucking 7.30 Yeah, not cool, not fucking cool That shit uh, made it so I didn't get a goddamn workout in today And yeah, a little pissed, a little pissed about that But anyway, we keep it moving and grooving Uh, A lot of shit to talk about really a lot of shit, yeah. Did the last show last Thursday. Man, a lot has happened since then. Let me give you a little rundown. Let's go start back on Friday. Yeah, Friday night I was ended up meeting with some uh, buddies of mine. My uh, uh, former roommate... And good friend of mine, David Chow, who we've had on the show before. Um he's been on some of those uh kind of like fight companion ones that I've been doing. He uh graduated college, so shout out to him. So we ended up going to some club downtown. Just got some bottle service or whatever. It's real cool. Had a nice group of people. It's like ten to fifteen of us. Anyway, we were uh, at the club having a good time. I'm getting pretty tipsy. So, you know, getting down with some jams and all that shit. And uh, at one point I walked to the bathroom. And I'm like walking back to the table, right? And as I get to the table, or like before I get to the table, there's this one part of the club. There's like one area I had to walk through where it was like a big crowd. And uh, it was near the bar. And it was like... Real dimly lit And so I was like walking by Trying to walk in between people To get back to my table All of a sudden I feel Like these two arms Come around my freaking waist And It's like this This like Chicken like grab Grab my Like one Like grab one of my shoulders And then went around my waist And put the other arm around my waist And In that split second I was like Okay What the heck's going on here but at the same time, I was doing this. And what's good? Like, I'm at the fucking club. Like, what's popping? Try to make it happen. And so, like, I take a step, and those two hands fucking go south of the border. Just all up on my crotch, all up on everything. Just have a cop in the feel, and I'm like, whoa, this took a different turn. But then, take another step. To try to get out of the area that I was in, so I can turn around and see what the hell the, this person was. And by the time I took that third step, uh, this person like had let go and just like dipped it, dipped off in the crowd, and I couldn't figure out who the fuck it was. I completely lost forever. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I just got pretty damn sure. I got a sexually assaulted in the club Like What the fuck I've been thinking about this shit for the last few days Like I'm like Not totally Offended That shit happened But I'm also like disappointed That like There was no follow up To that Because That's what I would be really interested in Cause like what the hell Who the hell just like goes up around well, I don't know But as a chick though How many chicks Be going around Groping motherfuckers And then just like Being all like Houdini Gone Out of there Nowhere to be found Nowhere to be seen Like What the fuck That shit was crazy I've been thinking about that shit Like It was like the opposite Like sex is involved Like that shit would be Way like little, little different reaction, you know? So, yeah, man. That's the first shit that, like, happened to me, man. So, I haven't really been able to shake that. This shit's just been, like, on my mind for, like, a while. Like, shit like that, that's just kind of, like, I don't know. <laughs> that shit just... I don't know what to think about it. Just been kind of pondering on that shit for what has it been. Like, last four or five days. Something like that, yeah. There's my simple math. It's late. That's what I'm blaming. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for real, though, but if it was, like, a chick and, like, a dude groped him, then it's, like, all right, now I'm pressing charges on and somebody to go find him and beat his ass. Or I'm, gonna like, fucking pepper spray the shit out of that person or whatever the fuck but as a guy I guess I'm not really prepared for that situation it was crazy it's like I've had chicks like pinch me on the butt or whatever but then I like I'll turn around and like go talk to them or whatever the fuck or like I'll go see like a, a group of chicks giggling or whatever the fuck you know and maybe I'll look over and it's like uh, mm, I don't know you ain't you ain't any, anywhere on my radar so then I just let it be I had one time where i just go talk to them, or whatever. And they just being bold, is what it is. But, like, this time, that shit was just fucking a little crazy there, man. It's like, shit, man, let me know who the fuck you are. Let me make that decision. Shit, you know, buy me a fucking drink or something, man. What the fuck? Yeah, because if I looked around, if that was, like, a, you know, pretty... Respectable chick You know Entertain it See what's good Might turn around And give it Give it right back Who the fuck knows They say treat other people How you like to be treated I mean shit You know I'm just returning the favor You know Yeah but if it's some Female version Harvey Weinstein Looking ass motherfucker Then Yeah I don't know I don't know what I'll do Yeah I guess something to think about Something to bring up We might revisit this later Been thinking about Turning that into a comedy bit That'd be kind of Kind of A little original A little different Considering the climate Might be able to make it work I Just gotta keep Keep pondering on it Make it a little 5-10 minutes out of it Anyway we can keep it moving and grooving. Another thing that had me fucking hot and bothered this week some fucking idiot scrap, scraped uh, the side of my goddamn door on my fucking car. My car's a goddamn police, too. And that shit is just like the most disappointing. Because now I gotta go get that shit buffed out. I gotta go get a quote and shit. And like all the fucking detail shops, or most of them, fucking close. Before I get out of work So that means one of these days I gotta fucking get in Hella early Just to get out And hope they can give me a good deal Good price on it And then just get that shit done And be over with it But like That's just like another thing On my fucking to-do list And it's just like Not what the fuck I'm about That's just Man Pissing me off Every time I go to my car It's like on my driver's side Cause I had like Parked on the street some idiot just like scraped me on the side i don't know what the hell it was or whatever but there's like one mark all the way from the back like where the gas camp is at all the way to the front where like past the wheel well ridiculous and then like up towards the front in front of the door like where that panel sits in front of it, like above the wheel well, there's just like blue paint right there. <sighs> just need to get that shit buffed out and hopefully get some of the dents. it look like there might be a few? Get some of that worked out and then uh, go from there. But not fucking cool, man. Not cool at all I was trying to save money For fucking Buying a new phone Next month I have to pay off Some credit cards Or some shit man This is not cool So yeah I need to go to a few shops Get some estimates Probably do that work On Saturday Damn Another thing On the to do list Motherfucker This is just living in LA man It's just another goddamn hazard It's just like All this other shit You gotta think about there's, like, certain places you can't, like, own a car unless you, like, have a parking spot or you pay for one. Like, you rent one out. Like, I would, like, I knew people that would rent out parking spots in certain parts of town. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy out here. Anyway, we'll keep it moving. So, yeah, another thing I've been really thinking about, too, these last few weeks. is like, I guess since the beginning of the year, I've been really trying to, like, be consistent and up on like my My fitness and shit like that. That's why I'm kind of heated because I didn't go to the gym. So I've been, I got kind of out of whack this weekend because of the three day weekend and all that. And just going out Friday, going out Saturday, all that shit. Hadn't done that in a while. But yeah, I was drinking all that lick, man. I think I said it on one of the podcasts or a couple of them, man. Like it's free Costco coming with the deals. Got a couple of bottles and both those disappear by the weekend So Plus a lot more So Yeah That was That's one of the things I noticed it's like It It's hard for me to like Maintain the weight Or like Go down When I'm drinking a lot Or when I'm having all those bad habits Because I'm eating Like random to hours and times And so My body's kind of in flux And it's not used to like that, that repetition It's not staying like Committed to that And I've been doing or feeling a lot better than I had in the past. So I was hovering around like 247, 250 at my my heaviest. And then, like recently. And now, um I did weigh the scale about like 240 last time I was on there. But the lowest I was down to was about 233, 234. And so, I was trying to get to 230. I'm still trying to get back down there and then lower, but that's my immediate goal. to so get back down to two thirty. It's fucking frustrating today, man. I was trying to supposed to get out at five and ended up leaving out like at like seven thirty, man. Work just be adding up and I just had to figure a whole bunch of shit out. Um and then my computer was running slow as shit too. Which is the most annoying thing. It was uh, running like the last hour just Hour and a half is the slowest I've seen it work in like forever. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Some of the programs we we're working on is just, just taking forever to load. I had to reload the tab, bunch of tabs, and like, oh man, it's frustrating. Got it done though, it's over with. But yeah, another thing too that I've been kind of fucking up with too is just trying to eat right and just keep that diet and keep it going. I have a been doing a lot better for like my breakfast and my lunches But like Even with my some of my lunches haven't been the best In the last like two weeks But uh Yeah the dinners and like On the weekends is where I just kind of like Let it go off the rails a little bit sometimes And so It's another thing I really need to concentrate and Just be a little bit more determined and focused with Be more consistent And yeah, I think that kind of dovetails with like Maybe drinking a little bit less Or being a little bit smarter about when I'm drinking And stuff like that Cause uh I've been drinking a lot watching these uh, conference finals And man It's been some entertaining basketball But yeah I think that like That and then just the smoking Just makes me want to keep Keep eating just like As like a hobby And uh yeah, the alcohol kind of kept me away from making a couple podcasts because I kept getting tired and just, like, a little, little sloppier just, like, after watching some of the games because I've been, like, wanting to get on this shit and discuss it with y'all and all that. But, anyway. Well, so think think I might uh, be a little smarter with that. Last time I got two bottles from Costco, on my stick with just one at a time. Might go... Not this Friday, next following Friday. That's my next paycheck. Might do that. Might be playing. Keeping it moving on to the next. We gotta give big shout outs to my former classmate, Mitch Walding. Shout out to Mitchell. He making his debut for the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. We're gonna see if he actually got in the ball game. It's got on the score sheet. They're playing the Dodgers out here. It was pretty uh pretty surprising actually I got a text from uh, another friend of mine who was uh, um, what was he got some relationship with his girlfriend or something like that or his ex is now Mitch's girl something like that anyway small world we all went to high school I'm gonna see Phillies. Boom! They lost eight to two. Let's see here. Batters for the Phillies. Oh, Mitch! Mitch got in the ball game, but looks like he was over. Let's check out the game summary. Let's go to MLB.com, dot com. See what happened. Let's see if he pinch hit. What? Ha- what happened? What happened? It's a National League game Dude's just come in He's been playing Third base He had 25 homers last year It's not too bad In the minors Who knows Just gotta give it a chance See where that goes But it's always nice to see Another dude from Stockton Especially another dude from St. Mary's Up and make it Somewhere Into the league Into the pros Doing something Just gotta get out there Gotta get known Just gotta do it big Just gotta be putting Putting off for the town man For the home city Alright see this Come on moB.com What you doing? No No You know what Fuck it I will go there mm, Let's see Scores Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Man, this is a riveting fucking podcasting right here. What the fuck? There we go. I want the damn box. Give me the fucking box. What's in the box? Come on. Man. What is going on here? It's like we know the games are slow. We fucking give me the stats quick, at least. Shit. Yeah, Mitch was in the lineup Batting in third. Well shout out to Mitch. He did go 0 for four, so still looking for that first hit. It's all good. Alright, Mitch we gonna uh, root for you especially because you're playing against the doyers not my team well documented speak on it on another show anyway another saint mary's high school alum doing big things also shout out to doug martin uh, another alum with my hometown raiders this season we'll see and wish him luck in uh in the off season and into pre, uh, the preseason. And the training camp and all that. And we'll see how he competes and it fits in with the rest of the team. That rotation of running backs. So they had some good ones. But, uh, yeah. Also, Pete Moretti. Principal there. Our president. I don't know whatever his official title is. But, yeah. NFL referee also. Shout out to Chelsea Gray, too. LA Sparks. One of our guards there. On a ship last year So I'm gonna give her shout outs And yeah Ty Kelly Made it with the Mets There's some other ones Ed Sprague A few more We'll keep it moving Anyway So yeah last podcast we did a quick little break uh, Breakdown recap Of uh what we thought was going to happen with the Champions League. Me and my boy, Allen, And we watched that game on Saturday. And, phew, man. That shit was, like, the most disappointing thing. The most disappointing result I've, like, seen in, like, a game in so long. Just the way it unfolded. The way it went down. Granted, there was a goal from Liverpool. They lost 3-1, though. But, that was crazy. I'm not going to bash Bale's goal. We'll get to that, but... Just the, the sequence of events that you have, like Sergio Ramos, who's got a bad history of major floppage and also looking like trying to do some dirty, intentional shit, trying to hurt some fuckers. We got him getting into it with Mo Salah, locking arms, taking him to the ground, falling on top of him, dislocating the shoulder. So reminiscent to the Kevin Love, Kelly on play from a few years ago. Yeah, with Boston and Cleveland battling out on the playoffs. Just so knock that sucker right out. Right on out. And yeah, Mosalah number one attacking option for Liverpool having a tremendous, absolute marvelous season. Dream season cut down by that reign of terror by that goddamn Spaniard Spaniards coming in raping and pillaging and shit and yeah that's what they did that shit was crazy they um they took him out and that was like option one they brought in Lalana, who was a match fit but definitely not expecting to see this much action that early Came in around like, about the 20th, 30th minute, something like that. And it wasn't enough from them. They moved Mane over to the left side. Oh, wait, no, Mane is on the left side. What am I thinking? So Salah's on the right, tripping. Yeah, they bought Lallana over there. Um, they had some chances, man. Bobby Firmino missed the header by like a couple inches. I think Mane hit the post. Mane did also scored. But then like the way real got on the scoreboard and the way they won the match is like the most ridiculous way possible curious the the goalkeeper for Liverpool's got the ball in the box in his hands sees a teammate to his right and he's gonna r- decide to roll it over to his teammate. L- literally in front of him not feet probably inches is Karim Benzema center forward there for Real and when a guy's that close in front of you you have every right as a goalkeeper to hold on to the ball or try to get the fuck away from him in the box to get yourself an angle to either throw Or kick the ball to your teammate To get the possession moving This motherfucker decides to throw that shit To his right Kareem Sees it happen Johnny on the spot Takes a step to his left Puts his foot out there Redirects the ball Into the net Real up or nothing What the fuck The biggest fucking blunder, like in a championship game, and fucking forever, man. This shit was crazy. That shit was fucking crazy. Oh man. Yeah. So then, money answered. Thank goodness there was life. The reason to watch the match there forward, or at least to be excited about it. So then, money scores a nice goal. And it's it's deadlocked going into halftime. And so, both teams are alive. Get it to around the 60th minute. Same result. They take out... I want to say... Isco. And they bring in... Gareth Bale. Because they're fucking Real Madrid and they can do that shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Not probably... Two or three minutes later, Rowell's got possession. They're moving it. Ball gets transferred over to the left side. Marcelo's got it. He has an angle. Sends in the cross. It's uh, behind the line of attackers. And all you see is Gareth Bale turning it, puts back to goal, plant his left foot into the ground. Or excuse me, right foot into the ground. Sticks his left foot up. Swings. I don't know. It's the reverse. What am I thinking? Left foot on the ground. Swings his right foot up. Comes in. Swings his left foot. Makes contact with the ball on the tip of his right toe, unlike his right big toe, or his left big left big toe. Redirects the ball towards the goal. Hits the upper left-hand corner. Completes the bicycle. Falls down. Gets up. Has an amazing celebration. Fucking incredible. Better than Ronaldo's bicycle against uh, who are they playing Juve, which was insane. And better than any goal I've seen in a Champions League match. Like that was fucking incredible. That was crazy. And it had everybody Even the Liverpool fans were like Man up there clapping like Jesus that is Something you just gotta Tip your hat like what in the fuck That was crazy So Yeah that was uh, Got them the lead 2-1 to So you're thinking okay Liverpool tie it Maybe still Sending it to extras Then you never know they were, you know, getting position, very few. Real was holding it and, like, just milking the clock. And Liverpool was, you know, trying to do everything they can. They had no options, uh, really, to look forward to on the bench. They brought in Sean, who was barely healthy. He had a back injury a couple months ago, from what Alan was telling me. And, yeah, wasn't enough, and then eventually, they uh, freaking uh, they got a third in on some on the most crazy the craziest thing. Freaking Gareth Bale just mm, like thirty thirty five yards away from the box gets gets uh, a touch sends it forward, and Carrier says the ball like right there about chest high or not chest high about. Little, uh, two inches above his head. And... Oh no, it was in front of him. What am I saying? He has that ball, like two hands in front of him. Ready to block the shot. And the ball goes directly to his hands. Into the goal. Like two of the fucking clumsiest looking errors. Goalkeeper errors you'll ever see. I basically swung the game for Real Madrid. And basically, he's pushing Liverpool to, like, putting all their money into getting a new goalkeeper this offseason. Because what in the hell, man? That shit was just embarrassing flat out. Flat fucking out. Let's see. Looks like uh, they're trying to pull Atletico Madrid's... uh um, John O'Block I guess he's uh, um, Rumored Also Alisson From Roma Alison is uh, another rumor For Liverpool So yeah They're already moving on Fucking crazy man I can't In the biggest match Of The season, the biggest match probably of your career at that point. And there he goes. Wow, I'm looking at the transfer rumors. Apparently this dude's going off to uh, Series C. Damn. That's what the Guardian's saying. Newly promoted Series C side Rimini. Damn! Talk about a fall from grace. Talk about a fall from grace. Third league side. Third, yeah, the third third league in Italy. Serie Serie B, Serie C. My God! Wow! That's crazy. Yep, it's rumors though It's transfer season That's kind of the The crazy shit that happens Anyway It's 13th trophy for Real And they're just They're just on top They got the three-peat Kind of saved their season Because that was the only thing They had to play for really And they kept it moving man Liverpool's just uh, Just gonna have to keep Keep waiting For another champion European championship and also, any of the EPL clubs. I think Chelsea was the last one to take it all the way. It's like 2011-ish. When did Chelsea win? the? Um, let me see. When did Chelsea win the Champions League? Boom. 2012. Yeah, it was 2012. I was close. 2011-2012 season. Y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah those were Drogba They had uh, Frank Lampard uh, John Terry Ashley Cole Trying to think Who else they had On that team Drogba the man of the match That was a crazy match Petr Man some great team. Great, great teams. David Luiz. Cahill. Juan Matar. Yeah, they did the damn thing. They did the damn thing. I'm looking at this like lineup for Bayern Munich, man. Mario Gomez. That dude was a goal scoring machine. Thomas Muller. Ayan Robin, Bastian Schweinsteiger when he still had legs. Tony Cruz, still running. Franck Ribery on the left side. And then in the back, you had Contento, Timo Schuch, Boteng, and Lam. Lam, Lam was insane. They're better in the back now, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know. That Bayern squad was really dope that year. Yeah. Anyway, as we keep it moving, That was kind of disappointed just just as a neutral fan just to watch that. On well, Sunday, we actually got some USC fights. It was uh, Darren Till versus Wonderboy Thompson. I thought that was really interesting and kind of boring at the same time because he understood what happened and it was very reminiscent of the Tyrone Woodley fights that uh, he had with Wonderboy because Wonderboy is this karate fighter. This is gonna just. Hit the shit out of you every time you attack them, so most people are hesitant and they're waiting for those opportunities where he comes and brings the fight fight to them, which is your few and far between. But it was a very contested fight, and I know a lot of people are very upset at the decision ultimately because it was given to Till split decision. I don't disagree necessarily with that because. The biggest strike that we saw in the fight were landed by Till. I want to say in like the fourth or the fifth round, like towards the end of the fight. There was one exchange where he just clobbered, clobbered Wonderboy just with a left-right combination. And he did not see it coming. and He just timed it beautifully. Wonderboy landed, I want to say, I don't even know. Overall, maybe more strikes, but... Hill was the more aggressive fighter if you could say so because Wonder Boy was more backing up in the cage No, they didn't go to the ground very often Wonder Boy did score a takedown in the 5th round which was very interesting and I thought kind of looked kind of desperate kind of on his part and it wasn't a takedown that seemed like a threatening one that is going to lead to something that will you know, stop the fight or get you close. Like he's not gonna try to beat you with jujitsu. He's not gonna probably try to out wrestle you and or ground and pound you. He's a karate style fighter. He's gonna be up on his feet and he's gonna be lanky. He's gonna be moving, he's gonna be striking. He's gonna do all that to get a victory. But the ground game stuff, that's not his MO. So when he took that it seemed like more of an indication that Okay I'm down in the fight and I gotta try to do anything I can to possibly get back in it And it's one way to score brownie points there with the judges But The flight was in the UK And I think the judges were kind of like Not buying that kind of that That strategy or that logic Or at least two of them did And uh, even though Till was hesitant He didn't get too many shots off the ones he did get off, I felt actually did affect Wonder Boy a lot more, because there was a couple couple times he was wobbly. Like I said, late in the fight, and I had a couple strikes earlier, but nothing really landed flush. There were some late kicks too, but nothing too crazy. Both guys are switching stances and everything, which I thought was very interesting, very cool. And that's one thing I don't understand why some fighters who need to be more creative, like don't try to realize, utilize, or, you know, try to be more well rounded that way. It's kind of like when you become a switch hitter, it's like two different styles of of approaching things. So you're always going to have your different strengths and weaknesses for each side, but you can present different challenges and you can utilize different things depending on the matchups that you have so it kind of doubles the possibilities of how you can attack an opponent or defend an opponent too and if your opponent is also somebody switches stances as well you have to be prepared for almost four times as much but it it unlocks that much amount of possibilities as well because you gotta if you're in the traditional stance you gotta um, be prepared for their traditional stance. If you're in the traditional, you're traditional, and they're in um, southpaw, then you gotta prepare for that. If you're in southpaw and he's in southpaw, that's another thing you gotta prepare for. And then if you're in southpaw and he goes back to traditional, now you gotta be ready for that also. So there's just more possibilities and more uh, more angles that you're just gonna have to contend with. So all the geometry and everything that's in the ring. So I thought it, that was that was interesting, but at the same time, not a lot of, not a lot of action. The one thing that like kind of carried that is I got to listen to the Rogan fight companion through that, so that was cool. That kind of made it a little bit more lively um, than what we're hearing on the the arena. But yeah, I was watching that one, so I was recovering at my homies' homies' crib out there, and then uh, yeah, discovered my fucking car I got sight swiped like a motherfucker. And we move on. So yeah, later that night, we got to watch that uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And my God, LeBron is one of the goats. So One of the goddamn Billy Goats. Put him up there on damn Mount Rushmore. It's, I mean, what more could be said? The dude dragged Jeff Green, Kyle Korver, Jordan Clarkson, George Hill, Larry Nance Jr., Tristan Thompson, to the finals. Missing Kevin Love. I don't know if that's more impressive than taking Zajunas Elgalskis, Sasha Pavlovich, um, Mo Williams, Drew Gooden, and Delonte West to the finals. I don't know which one is a bigger accomplishment, man. Cause Big Z, he had he has some game, man. He was already like at the end of his uh at the end of the hourglass there for him by the time they made the finals there in 07. oh uh, seven. But whew. He got like two different types of LeBrons. It's kinda crazy seeing his evolution, man. LeBron is like I've never seen him this comfortable with this jumper before. I've I've said this before as of last year, but like I've never seen him this comfortable, man. He's like comfortably taking fadeaway tough shots. He's taking Kobe shots on guys, MJ shots on guys, and they're going in. It's like when you got that supreme confidence, and it's like everything. Like you could do everything on the court. It just opens it up because everybody's got to respect it. So then the drives are easier. Then the driving kicks are easier than just running pick and roll is easier because you get maybe the a double team on a pick and roll instead of uh um, or instead of your defender going under the screen baiting you to shoot it shoot it so all that happens and it just uh, makes it a lot easier for your teammates as we've seen as we saw in those last couple games there against the Celtics. And that game seven, the Celtics, they were just freaking ice cold down the stretch to finish it. It was just so crazy to see, so crazy to watch that, how cold they were. And they just kept going back to the same well, the same playbook. or just chucking it up, chucking it up, chucking it up, and then having a plan B. Which is kind of surprising a bit with uh, Mm the... You know, Coach Stevens, but like and nobody had an answer. He kept cycling through guys and nobody. So, I mean, there's only so much you could do as a coach. I get that. just not the best time for that to happen. And it seemed like they didn't get Tatum the touches where he might have, you know, been best utilized at but they didn't, you know, try to force feed it to him because he was the guy that it seemed like that was uh, having the best matchup to exploit, especially early in the game when they had that, I think, 12-point lead. It's like every time he got the ball, like, there was a a sense of dread for sure on the Cavs because they didn't have a guy that could match up with him because they weren't going to put LeBron on him because LeBron needed all his energies or most of his energy for the offense And He had a couple chase down blocks again. Freaking nasty, man. He's... It's insane. He's on another level. What can you say? The dude had like 46, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, like in the game 7. What? <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? It's insane. Just got to appreciate it while you're here, man. You got to smell the roses while you can. So, yeah, man, it's too many people hating coming in, joining the debate. I kind of enjoy what Kobe said, even though I don't enjoy Kobe, what he did in his career. Because he kept murdering my squad, but, yeah. Thought he put it well. I'm saying you just got to enjoy everybody while they're here. Can't really compare the eras; it's a little different. So, yeah. 8th straight final for him 4 for the Heat 4 for the Cavs Bang, bang See if he can do it for the Clippers next year Or the Sixers Or Houston I guess the rumors now Or just in Cleveland again I guess They will be facing the Warriors Who were able to Also come back From a 3-2 deficit in the series to hold off those aforementioned Rockets who didn't have Chris Paul in those last two games and that was the most devastating thing man that we did not get to see Chris Paul play was hoping hopefully game 7 but the dude wasn't healthy enough at that point probably needed another week it was one of those injuries where it's like a a 2 to 3 week injury it seems like and he didn't have that time and unfortunate, freaking unfortunate. I really would like to see what what happened there. The Warriors, man, it seemed like they kind of coasted by just on their on their laurels a little bit this year. And it's kind of the the regression And in, in intensity and in, in Durant, I feel, is one aspect of it. And it was also the loss of Iguodala because there was a lot of little shit that was just happening in the game that just. You didn't really see it before. Also, Draymond Green just completely lost his jumper. He's got no freaking confidence in there, in that sucker now, and he's just hitting like sides of the backboards, and it's not looking too hot. And uh, you know, for both teams being you know offensive juggernauts, they really were able to key in on each other. They were both struggling on those last few games. And the Rockets didn't even get a hundred. Warriors barely did. And I think game six, both of them are under 100 points also. So, it was looking a little rough out there. Curry wasn't super nuclear, but then he just goes on these runs. And then the same thing with KD in the second half. I mean, they were down 17 in the first half. And, like, during the whole run, I'm, like, thinking, like, man, this is still too early for this. They're going to waste all their bullets. And sure enough, that's what happened, man. Harden just got worn down. He was... Doing everything for them on offense, and when you do that much of, you have that much of a workload. That shit wears on you. It will tie you out eventually. You can try to be Superman all you want, but it's it's only so much you could do. IMO. Yeah, it's it's uh everyone's got all the hot takes, definitely about how Harden's not uh, clutch in the playoffs. He's a regular season guy and all that stuff. I don't know. He hasn't come up big in some of the recent playoff performances, but you got to always give credit to the opponent too. But yeah, without Iguodala, there's a lot of defensive lapses. I know there's a lot of like careless turnovers that you saw less of in years past. I don't know. Clay coming in and out of games sometimes and uh, picking up like four four fouls in the first half. It could have been very costly. So it was a gamble they got away with. But as a gamble, I'm glad more coaches, or I'm, I'm rooting for more coaches to take. Put it in the players' hands, man. You know, unless they've got a track record of not being able to think for themselves out there on the court, sometimes, and then you might want to pull some some guys you may not think they have a high basketball IQ. Yeah, but in a game seven, you gotta you gotta roll the dice there. So you gotta go for it. Yeah, Clay, you uh, didn't shoot the ball the greatest, but did enough I guess yeah. doesn't hurt when you still got four all-stars <laughs> on the roster chipping in here and there I mean, Katie definitely had that, that one streak in the third quarter though where he just starts shooting those fadeaway jumpers where he's like falling off the side of the backboard like about like mid-range about like 15-18 feet and he's just like cashing those in taking two or three dribbles left and just pulling up right time he's like You know, the shot goes in the hoop. He's, like, sitting in the first row with a bag of popcorns and a freaking big old soda in his hand. Just chilling. Yeah, man, crazy. It's freaking seven-footer with that much talent, man. That dude plays like a damn point guard. Plays like Allen Iverson, but, like, in the body of KG. It's, like, so insane. So insane, man. We got these freaking hybrid... NBA superstars nowadays And who knows what the hell is going to happen next So yeah that'll be our finals matchup Moving On Thursday tomorrow The 31st I am fucking stoked That shit should be dope as shit And yeah Fourth straight year A lot of people are disappointed The Warriors again Yeah probably We'll see Everybody will tune in and watch. And all the people are, are are tired and sick of it. Yeah. Appreciate why you got it. Because, like, when it's later on, like, 10, 15 years from now, you're going to be thinking, like, man, remember when the Warriors and the Cavs had their thing? That's pretty memorable, huh? Yeah, the best team versus the best dude. Yeah, man. And that team got better. And the best dude. Yeah, his team got worse. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as cool. <laughs> it's... uh. He is still memorable. I know the series right now is 2-1 Warriors on the chip chip count. So the Kavs can figure something out and sneak one out. Hey, man. You know, LeBron might just be the GOAT if he wins this shit. When he took that squad that didn't have Kyrie and didn't have Kevin Love... His next best players are Tristan Thompson and Matthew Della vadova Game in, game out. We're like the only two dudes who are like giving him anything. Yeah, that season. The fact that he even won a game, that they even won a game in that uh, that series it was it was incredible. LeBron led both teams in rebounds, assists, and points. Like all players for any for both teams, it's like. What the fuck did he do? Like, that series? But didn't have enough help. And then Kyrie helped push him over the top. With him healthy. Yada yada, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And that was the 73-win team. Oof. Oof. And the pre-Durant team. Oof. And then with Durant again. Oof. So, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Anyway, like we're saying... Who knows what the future holds. How about this dude, Luka Doncic, though? Because everyone's thinking Aiden's going to go number one. And my Sacramento king's got the number two pick. And so, there's a lot of been a lot of rumors swirling around about Doncic. About, you know, where his interests may lie. What he was thinking about doing. About if he has a couple teams that he doesn't want to necessarily play for. If he's not necessarily going to come from overseas this season. I kind of think a lot of it is smokescreen because I think they're just trying to muddy the waters a little bit and try to keep their stock value as high as possible and try to keep as many options open as possible too. But if I'm the Sacramento Kings, I don't listen to a lot of those rumors and I kind of call his bluff if I was him. I know a lot of people are going to say, what the hell are you doing? What are you thinking? But if you hear me out and we keep Doncic and we just roll into the next season with the roster, similar roster structure without making like some crazy significant moves, then I think we might be able to have a good combination of some young guys and some older veterans that can kind of help guide them maybe on the -the off-the-court stuff. That would definitely be um, a plus there. And The dude is a beast, man. The dude is 19 years old leading the best European squad, Real Madrid, who... Yep, they're good in soccer. Yep, they're good in basketball, too. Yeah, they've had him for for a while, since I think he was on 13. and He's uh, killing it this season and helped lead the team to a Euro League title, which is basically like a Champions League title. So there you go, Real Madrid, number one again. So, yeah, they get both those. um, And, yeah, Doncic was leading the team he won the he was year league MVP he had some good good numbers and it's like a type of basketball that's like a little bit different so the numbers don't look as impressive as they do as they would here that's because they rotate more guys and they play a more free flowing style that's a little bit more evenly distributed so you're not necessarily force feeding guys the ball and things like that or teams might be scheming to get the ball out of your hands and you gotta be playing within, play within the team too, more so than the team conforming around the player in the NBA. I think that's kind of a little bit reverse. Takes guys a minute to adjust, but you figure if you got him, pair him up maybe with Willie Collie Stein inside. There's uh, give Dontage the ball a little bit, and he can uh, find Willie on some plays. You've got him hooking up with. Maybe a pick and roll with or a pick and pop with De'Aaron Fox. See, Fox has just got to get the jump, but that's the only thing that would maybe bog it up because Doncic might need the ball, handling it outside too. So Fox got to be comfortable playing a little bit off, not 100, percent but just a little bit. And yeah, then on the wings you'd have Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald on the other side. So those are two shooters I'm confident in And then maybe you bring Scalabissier off the bench Or if you want to go a little smaller bring Start Scal and bring Willie off the bench I don't know Costa Go do something else for somebody else I, like, I really appreciate your hard work and everything You understand how your flaws And you understand your strengths And you play up to your strengths Good for you For sure frustrating to hell to watch as a fan though so um, we'll see what happens to him see if Zebo comes back I think he's still on the roster and I would really like for Vince Carter to be back if he wants to play and he wants to if he's still in, I think he's a free agent I think it was a one year deal so yeah I would like to have him for Luka that would be very very useful I think it was useful for Bogey, and it was useful for Buddy. And for De'Aaron, too. Because he was, you know, always talking to the younger dudes on the team. Kind of being that presence, which is, they were open and willing to accepting it. And we'll see what Harry Giles has to offer, too. He's going to be finally healthy next year. He'll have a chance to kind of show his impact and show his imprint. See, see if he has anything to give. And to contribute to the team. So I think that would be my play. Just stay with him. I did see some rumors about the Kings maybe trying to consider getting Andrew Wiggins. For not too much. I think it would require... Giving... Either Willie Colley-Stein... Or But he heals one of those two. Be more up to letting Willie go in this scenario. But uh, then Wiggins would play, what, the three? I don't know about Wiggins. He still has a chance to get better for sure. But he didn't necessarily know how much better or how willing and able he's going to be wanting to do that. How much work he wants to put in himself. Seems to be one of the things doesn't uh don't know where his head's at i think they're talking about the t-wolves the t-wolves are like super locked up with uh, salary so they need to unload unload somebody so i'm gonna uh call anthony towns and whew, that'd be crazy him in a king's uniform would be nice i think they would have to tra- throw that pick in though so there's three weeks Until the NBA draft We'll begin some rumors I'm playing some uh, uh, Whatchamacallit Say Houdini Houdini had that song Look at all these rumors Surrounding me every day been some time Some time to get away from Look at all these rumors Ain't taking no more Timex Social Club There you go Best friend said, "And me in next time. Club Nouveau. Oh no, Club Nouveau. Is it? We're going to play one of these ones. Boom. Get you sure that little old school? No, I don't want to listen to fucking Ed. This is this the Don't fast forward to it. Yep, that's them <laughs> One of my mother's favorite songs Boom That's that freestyle shit, son What you know What you motherfucker what know Oh my god, I'm looking at all these suggestions On the right hand side here on YouTube, bro Nucleus Jam on it That's a great one We got Rock Steady by The Whispers The Rain by Orange Juice Jones Bruh Bruh, bruh, bruh This is some classes, bro Shannon, Let the Music Play No parking on the Dance Floor by Midnight Star Ooh, my goodness Take Your Time, Do It Right, bro SOS, The SOS Band, oh my god Man I so wanna just DJ an old school funk party That'd be my jam I think that would be another bucket list thing I want DJ a scam and jam The motherfuckers throw it on put on like the type of vibe that I fuck with. That old school shit. That low rider vato homie shit. What's good, fool? That shit miss that shit. That shit's dope. Play that shit every so often. Grew up to that shit even though it's not mine. That's kinda like my family shit. But you know, you, you you grow up listening to the shit your family listens to so you get it by uh by default there. Yeah, we'll keep it moving anyway, what was we saying, oh, yeah, well, popped it, Uh, popped yesterday, it's this crazy story, Brian Colangelo, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, this dude freaking was caught, apparently, using some fake or burner Twitter account, so it's like, kind of secret one one you use to keep tabs on other people that one you to keep dormant and don't really use and there was these like four other accounts that were kind of associated with it that were very dismissive and very like um strategic in how it was operating there was some of those accounts that were disseminating information that was coming from the front office or behind the scene or were, like, trying to push narratives of certain sorts. And they were responding to a lot of beat writers of the sort and things like that. And there was rumors that it was Brian Colangelo's. And there was a lot of evidence that were pointing towards it because there was a lot of similar, um, what should I call similar people they were following there was a similar group of influencers and there was a lot of people tied to Calangelo, and a lot of people tied to areas with ties to Calangelo. like for instance he used to work for the raptors so there was ties to certain local hoops connections in toronto and the ontario area and uh, a lot of those are connections are made through his son, who play who still lives over there and plays in college, and used to play in high school. So there were some some of those kind of people. I think some coaches, and there was also connections to Phoenix because he used to also be the GM there in Phoenix. I think it was one of his former agents and a few businesses of some sort. I can't remember exactly in the Phoenix area. Some of these accounts also followed, and then there was also what else? What else? What else? Um. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Philly beat writers, the same same people, people within the front, like the front office, in the Philly and the on Sixers, excuse me. So yeah, there was a lot of people who. Um we're all in the same. And also this writer what he did is he he alerted or he asked and questioned the Sixers if there was any connection. And he presented two out of the five Twitter accounts. And they came back and confirmed that one of the accounts was in fact his. But the other one wasn't. So then people were saying, hmm, is this dude lying? What's going on here? so the account that was his it didn't tweet or do anything really but what ends up happening next is there's some people online that are doing some investigations they go to these twitter accounts and they try to set the reset password link on it or they try to log in and like reset the password what happens is it sends it to the you can either send it to the email or the excuse me phone number and it gives you the phone number to send it to to send the verification code and it ends with the digit nine one and so they found that all of the accounts i think three or at least three of the accounts end in that digit this two digits nine and one and so somebody else did a google search of his wife i think her name's bobby it's like um bobby something i can't remember anyway well yeah it's not that important they uh they find this chick's email address right They did a google search and then like mail email and it's a gmail account and so they punch it in for the twitter login and it looks like that's the one so it looks like it might have been his wife who was going off at the mouth She was apparently disclosing information. Or maybe it was him telling his wife to do it for him. So that could be another layer to it. Who really knows? It just seems kind of sheisty. If you guys just really read into it. There was a big um, breakdown of it on the ringer. They really did to do their investigative work. And we'll see what happens of it. Because I know a lot of the the new uh, transgressions uh, have been kind of breaking on Twitter. So we'll see what's really real by tomorrow or in the next few days probably but something to pay attention to because Joel and Embiid even put like ret- like jokingly you know tweeted about it like what the hell because there was one moment where like one of the accounts was like saying that Joel was like lazy and not as committed but was talented and all that stuff versus like Nerland's or not Nerland's no J- Jaleel Okafor he was just hurt hurt all the time but like really it was you know trying to do his best versus I guess New Orleans Noel who's just like this account was calling him a punk and all that stuff it's kind of crazy crazy stuff I can't imagine this shit happening I kind of could I don't know I don't know what I'm saying just talking around in circles it is what it is anyway that's some crazy shit. We're gonna make a trans- swift transition into some uh, pop culture shit right now, and uh, one of the things I definitely gotta touch on for at least a few minutes here is this uh, this new Drake versus T. Um, what's his? Uh, Pusha T. What's his name? What am I blinking? King Push. Yuck. Yeah, that dude. So yeah, they beefing right now, and it's kind of like like a long longer. Beef history that has its roots ooh, about 12-13 years ago. So yeah, there's uh I think the beef originally uh, starts between Lil Wayne and the Clips, which is Pusha T's ex uh, group with him and his uh, older brother. Uh, we used to go by Malice and then No Malice, and now X rapper. Gene Thornton is his government and. You got uh, Terrence Thornton, Push. So anyway, you got the clips. Apparently they had beef with Lil Wayne, rocking bape shit after them. And then they had issues with Birdman and not getting their fair share of cut on what happened to that boy. Um, so yeah, there's that. Then there was. there's been shots back and forth throughout the years between Lil Wayne and Pusha on songs I saw a couple of these breakdown videos and shit but that's kind of the gist so then kind of Drake kind of stepped in the fold when he was kind of coming up 2011-ish 2010-ish not 2011 I think and so then there's been some subliminals back and forth and and then yeah they've been uh they've had they've had some some tracks in the past like 5 to 10 years too uh between each other and so all this stuff kind of took uh, amplified recently with uh Pusha T releasing his album he's got this song called Infrared on it and he takes some shots about people ghostwriting and all this stuff and there's obviously references to to Drizzy and then Drizzy comes out with this dupey freestyle uh, song, which is it's alright, but um it's a basic, basic uh, gripes that people have amongst the other persons like you sing too much, you ain't a real rapper, you fake, you're an actor, you got people writing your lines, etc. etc. And then Drake goes, You're not really a cocaine kingpin, like you know, you be like Swagger Jackson, you ain't all that, you ain't even fucking hot, nobody likes you. Pusha saying, uh, you don't even know what's going on in your contract, you're fucking phony, like, um, Birdman be running all your money, taking all your shit, Lil Wayne does too, et cetera, et cetera. so, yeah, so that's kind of where it was after Drake's freestyle, people were kind of like, oh shit, okay, okay, but then Pusha today, the whoo boy, or yesterday, my god, he just fucking dropped a fucking nuclear warhead on top of everybody's head. That shit was crazy, man. He was just accusing accusing him of doing the most, man. Doing the motherfucking most. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. It's the story of Adidan. Apparently Adidan is gonna be the name of Drake's line. For Adidas, because he's gonna be, he got a new deal with them versus uh, Nike, which he had before. It's just kind of crazy. Adidas on the come up, man. Yeah. Story of Adi Dunn is crazy. Just take it to another level, man. So we'll start with, like, just the cover, because there's a picture of Drake in blackface, and that blackface shot was, like, of him back when he was an actor. Uh, Like 10 years ago or whatever Still trying to do that shit When he was um, It was for some shoot Where he was trying to like make light of the fact that, Or not make light of But like shed light on the fact that Artists are still acts to do a lot of Like minority artists are still act to do a lot of Like coon shit pretty much And so um, Yeah that's like I guess the idea behind it But it still was out there and I've kind of seen that picture before. Like, I feel like if you're trolling the threads of Nah Right and Two Dope Boys and all them motherfucking blogs and shit way back in the day, like I was when he first started coming up, like 2010, 2011-ish. Yeah, like all the fucking little haters and shit were popping up on every motherfucking angle, every research and shit. And I kind of remember that picture coming out. And people kind of burying the lead about that shit because nobody really wanted to put him on blast like that. And, you know, and I don't even know if the blogs had that power to really put and put people on blast like that, or I don't know if it was just, like, just didn't pick up that steam and kind of go viral, kind of like things can go viral nowadays so easily. I mean, Twitter, you couldn't really even put pictures and shit up on Twitter to, um, until later. You had to host them through tweet pick and all these other shits man i remember that used to have like file sharing websites that would host pictures that you would put the links to on your twitter account so you got to click the link to view the photo you can't even look at the picture in your freaking thing now you get you can search for gifts that gives you the perfect reaction to something that somebody says Plus you could watch Freaking long ass videos on Twitter It's crazy now It's fucking crazy (laughs) Anyway I do kind of remember that picture though Anyway So that was He put that shit up in front Center So everyone gets to see What kind of like clown this motherfucker is At least that's the idea He tweeted a link to the photo And the dude who was like the photographer Basically said Like I don't know It's not my idea It was just his idea to do it (laughs) I just took the photo Oh, man. But, yeah, the song gets even crazier, though, because this fool just starts telling him a whole bunch of crazy shit. Like, he puts him on blast for his like, his baby mama and shit. Um, with this, like, uh, porn star chick. I'm reading her name. Sophie Broussau. Um, described Drake as being a deadbeat-ass dad. So, he's got a, a, a kid that is previously undisclosed. Um, and yeah He was talking about how You know he's Like Twisha was saying Like some shit about How it's like Runs in the family pretty much Cause his dad Kinda skipped out on his mom Type thing So he's just It's kinda one of those repetitive kinda circles And it's funny because He did it over the story of OJ too Which is like One of those like songs That's like Kinda Jay Z's talking about like Being Being black in America And all that shit And like um Some people down for it, some people not And like all that And so He alludes to all that shit here in this song too And he's talking about how he might have Some mental issues or whatever Just because he's trying to Um Or maybe some self-loathing Because he's biracial and all that stuff Ah Yeah Yeah, so the shit got deep. This shit went real deep, <laughs> and that shit was crazy. Um, yeah, even even called Noah, uh, Noah Forty Shabib. He says he, he told him he he's uh, suffering from multiple sclerosis. Damn, I was like, this fool went hard. This fool went hard in the paint. It's crazy. We'll see what happens next. We'll see what uh, Drake has to respond with. But uh, I don't know if people have really came with freaking this this much flame before, man. This fool coming at him. Pusha's fucking raw, too, man. Like, I don't think people give push enough credit, either. What's funny, too, is, like, Drake was a big-ass fan of Pusha and like, the, the clips. Because this fool got us, bought an allegedly signed, autographed microphone off of eBay that had Pusha's, like... Signature on it I I remember if it was his Just his Or both of them But uh Anyway That shit really did happen I remember seeing that shit It was on one of those MTV shows Where they asked you a bunch of like Shit from back in the day So yeah That shit's crazy I need to listen to Push's album So I haven't listened to the whole thing Um Obviously have some Thoughts on Some of his compadres there On good music And Yeah We'll have More thoughts To come later Another thing I did This weekend though Bro I got put onto the show Barry On HBO I've been listening To some people say Some really good shit about it That shit was really funny I really liked that show That was really good It's a really dark Dark comedy It's very dark humor There's lots of blood and murders But there's funny jokes In between (laughs) It's like an action comedy Type show which is very hard to pull off and like police drama type show and they did a good, real real good job of like tying it all together like all the characters and just how whimsical it can be and how like superficial some people are cause like basically the plot of it is there's like a serial killer and he gets an assignment to like or a hitman I should say not a serial killer ex marine hitman who is doing this for a living and he's got a job to do this in LA for some Chechnyans and then eventually that leads down to some different roads and uh you get uh he has to like do a hit on a dude who's like in an acting class and eventually he gets like roped into the acting class because he's like stalking the dude right And the dude gets the acting bug, man. He's, like, feels alive and all that shit. And he's feeling amazing (laughs) and doing all that. Freaking crazy. Oh, man. Let's see. So, yeah, that's kind of the gist of the show. Things get crazier from there. So, a lot of violence. And a lot of comedy. It's kind of a crazy mix. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe that's him. Anyway, there's this other dude who I've kind of run into before in the past. This guy by the name of Anthony Kerrigan, who plays uh, one of the characters named Noho Hank, one of the Chechnyans. Um, yeah, I recognized this dude. I was like, this dude looks oddly familiar. He used to play pickup ball at the rec at my my old school. There at LMU. I don't know if he still does, but yeah, dude was a pretty good player, man. <laughs> Get some good games in. I didn't know he was an actor. Um, I thought it was him when I was uh, I saw him on Gotham. But yeah, this dude he has alopecia, and so like he's got a pretty distinctive look. So it's just like the condition where you can't really grow hair, um, or you lose the ability to grow your hair. So there's been some other famous people Ryan Shazir is one of them Charlie Villanueva is another one um, there's been some others with alopecia but yeah I've seen his before pictures and his after pictures of it with it and it's kind of crazy he don't look bad at all without it without his hair it's just like he looks very distinctively different so that's cool it's cool he's he's uh he's doing his thing his character's really funny I might be a little crit- uh, critique or give him a little criticism. Say his Russian accent could use some some touching up, but yes, the Russian accents are very fucking difficult. So I'm not gonna knock the dude, and I'm not an actor, so yeah, I bet you I could do it. He put me on it. I'm confident in myself, cause I'm that type of guy. But I'm not gonna knock him for not doing doing that. So he's got a, he's got a funny character though. Like no whole Hank, uh, and they see him the the text that he has. Oh my God, the, the the ongoing text messages that he sends freaking Barry like on the whole first season is like the one of my favorite gags, favorite gags in the whole show. And, so yeah, binge watch the whole season. It's pretty crazy and uh and it's pretty out there. So they set up season two pretty pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that show goes also found some new places to go watch My illegal streams and shit So I ain't gonna tell y'all Where to do that I'm gonna keep that to myself In any event We keep it moving Some sad sad news Or we'll well, we'll go to some controversy Nah we'll do the sad sad news first What the fuck's going on at the border man Why, Why is ICE separating families Why do we have detention centers With like um baby seats that are filled in like all of the, the transport vehicles, like specifically designed with all baby seats. Like what the fuck, man? Like why why do we have to do it like this? We have people who are leaving civil unrest in Central American countries because the governments are literally like batting an eye to the violence and the corruption that is controlled by like the cartels and the drug gangs. Um that are all there local they're so, They run rampant It's crazy It's just, There's no escaping it If you live in these countries it's a, it's a part of everyday life And so these people They try to escape it By physically removing themselves From the area And the most prosperous place They can try to get to Is going to be America So they get here And they try to seek Refugee asylum And they get literally The the worst possible outcome they could possibly imagine it's sad it's sad like I've, there's been I've read stories about like mothers being separated two or three states over from their their children they get deported and their children they have no idea where they are or vice versa it's it's crazy it's insane and there's like a backlog of of um, in the courts uh, for the immigration cases, so you got these people holding them in detention centers, and these detention centers are like subhuman locations where it's like worsened prison status by a large margin. There's people living outside in shanty town type settings, sleeping on the floors and shitting publicly amongst other people. Like that's that's inhumane type treatment, man. That's not that's not cool. And these prison centers facilities, man, they get these these big bucks by these government contracts to stay in operation and ICE has been kind of giving the orders to go sick them and they've been kind of given the orders to kind of keep recruiting and hiring and hiring and hiring and we kind of saw this last time there was a big border uh, patrol push to get more people hired is that there's been there's more negligence and there's less um you know, checking all the boxes to make sure the people and the candidates you get are actually bona fide and good people because there was cases of people who were actually part of you had ties direct ties like family members in the drug cartels who were part of border patrol which is basically like a, a mole on the inside and this person got through like the vetting the vetting process and all that and you know, actually did, probably did bring in and do all the, the legal shit that they wanted to do. Like, there was, when he got arrested, there was a safe. And in the safe, there was a gun with the cartel name in it. And then there was a um, bunch of cash and his license for Border Patrol right there. So, it was, like, linked it all fucking together right there. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, they're saying there's been a lot of reports, it's like 15,000 kids or some some odd that have been quote-unquote misplaced. What the fuck does that mean, man? That's just it's not having a care for any human life, man. It's like not treating others as you like to be treated in the, the very, very sim- simplest re- respects. Even if you can't house these people here, there's got to be a more, more humane way of dealing with the situation. It's tough man It's tough It's just like If you kick these people out And they go back To El Salvador For for instance Like They go down there They go back Into MS-13 territory And If they If the MS-13 knows You fled And you've returned They know You're intentionally Trying to avoid them And they're just gonna say you know, f- fuck it and just go after you. And they will not hesitate to murder you or your family or everyone. Because that's the ruthless tactics that they know. And that's what people are, are leaving. So if you send them back there, it's like a freaking sending them to a death trap. It's a death sentence. So I don't know. What's the right answer? What's the right answer? We gotta be more compassionate. We gotta let... We gotta help some people. We might not be about everyone, but we gotta help some people. Or at least try to. I mean, that's where my... I'm at with that. I mean... Always in theory, of course. When she get to the execution, everyone's not not in my backyard, so... We'll see, man. We'll see. It's, it's unfortunate. There's thousands of people, man, just sitting in these immigration centers. just... No connection to the outside. I can't imagine. Just being lost in the world. Just asking yourself how the hell you got into that place. Not being born in the right place at the right time. Not getting that luck of the draw. I don't know. I don't know. Some things I don't have answers for. Anyway, keep it moving more controversy something crazy we saw today Kim Kardashian met with President Donald Trump to talk about prison reform okay what in the fuck yeah this is the reality show freaking presidency man it's some crazy shit man what in the fuck with all the fuck shit that Kanye's been going through how she's been trying to fucking back him up and all this shit it's like Man Craziness. Craziness. Yeah, so apparently Jared Kushner helped organize the whole fucking thing. But it doesn't seem like it's that much like there's actual credence to this shit. I was reading a little bit of uh some article she was there to discuss clemency for this chick named Alice Johnson, 62-year-old grandmother who, in 96, received a life sentence without the possibility of parole after being convicted of a first-time drug offense. And apparently Kim got word of this because it went viral a few months ago. And So yeah, she spoke with... Oh, fucking... What's her name? Ivanka. And her husband's Jared So they organized that shit apparently that way Uh, But the reason Jared Kind of was interested in this Is because In prison reform in general Because his own father spent Some time in prison uh, White collar prison I must add But uh, minimum security facility um, Because he pled guilty to federal tax evasion witness tamper, And witness tampering charges Which is crazy It's freaking crazy So yeah So he apparently was trying to ex- get revenge on his brother-in-law Who was cooperating with federal investigators Into his illicit campaign donations And he did that by paying a prostitute To seduce him In a New Jersey motel room with, Rigged with cameras And then sending the tape to his sister What in the fuck bro what in the fuck so he did all that shit and then he got caught doing all that shit and then he admitted to it and so he had to do some time in some prison and so little jared sees his dad in prison he's like mm, it's not fair when his dad fucking was screwing other people over a fucking white collar crime and shit and definitely deserved time to do in prison <sighs> anyway So I mean if that's all it took man To get his fucking attention on this topic Then whatever but You think he had fucking He's too busy freaking trying to Bring peace to the Middle East and shit And fix trade embargoes And I don't know what the fuck else Is on his platform and on his plate That freaking big boy Donnie Has been trying to Has been telling everybody that he's responsible for I don't know what the hell But Yeah this is crazy So we'll see. I mean, granted, if Kim Kardashian is able to help bring us justice or reform through the prison system, through the prison industrial complex, then I don't give a fuck. That's a good thing. But considering the people who are involved in this shit, I'm not going to bet for it to be successful. I want it to be successful. But with the fucking clown show that we have operating this whole, you know, tilt-a-wheel and all that, I'm not so confident. So, we'll see. I don't know. Not something I'm going to go run to Vegas and put some money on. We'll just put it like that. We'll put it like that. But, yeah, who the fuck... If you would have told me five years ago that that would happen I would have been like go fuck yourself and here we are That's the world we live in finally last topic about this NFL anthem policy shenanigans NFL instituting fines that are going to be levied against teams if players are going to step out of line to their new policy or you have to stand with the anthems being played. And you... Or you have the option to abstain from standing. And to be back at the locker room. Granted. lots to unpack there. There's also reports that it was a unanimous front. Then those reports got re- debunked. Because there were owners who abstained from voting. There were owners who kind of rejected the idea and were very outspoken. Yeah, and some some of the owners really had some uh, good things to say, one of those being Raiders owner Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, who was a big pioneer with a lot of that stuff, didn't really care as long as you could play or as long as you could do your job to the best of its abilities. So he was one of the guys that got recruited and signed a lot of uh, players from like small black schools who were really talented. Gene Upshaw and Arshell were two of the first Pro Bowl offensive linemen in the NFL. They're in the Hall of Fame now. And they helped win some Super Bowls there for the Raiders. There's Gene Upshaw, head coach, first black head coach in the modern era. There was. First Latino head coach, first Latino quarterback, and first Mexican quarterback, in Tom Flores. Who I have uh, pictures hanging on my wall. He's one of those heroes, so you got Tom Flores. You got the first Mexican quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and Jim Plunkett. You have the first female executive. In the NFL, Amy Trask, and the list goes on. I mean, it's very, very good history there for the Oakland Raiders. They really kind of capture the spirit of Oakland there, in a sense. And those uh, socialists, Jews in those regards. Unfortunately, they're moving to Vegas, and we'll see whether that happens there. Yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. There was a lot of fucking owners that didn't give two shits about the NFL, the NFL players, though, and what the hell they're they're saying. And they just want everybody to kind of fall in line, and they want the shit to go away, which is crazy because they're only adding fuel to the fire. Things are only going to escalate from there. There were reports that things were going to be like maybe a fine, or maybe not a fine, but a penalty, like a 15-yarder. Well, if you got two dudes on the other on the other sides, is it just an offsetting penalty? Or like what the hell? And it's stupid. Anytime you try to silence somebody by force, they're gonna try to um, rebuke that by force. When you push somebody so hard, they're gonna try to push you back the same same amount, if not harder. So they're not they're not gonna see it here at the end of this. And this whole Kaepernick collusion case keeps twirling around too, and it just makes it him and Eric Reed seem like they are being blackballed by other NFL owners there's uh, more and more evidence comes out there's text messages being subpoenaed there's um, the release of the surveys and reports that were done regarding Kaepernick and what the fans thought on him as the NFL seeking like other judgment from uh, from the fans and passing that information along to the owners, so yeah, it seems it seems like there might be some credence there. I don't know about collusion cases. That shit was probably difficult as fuck to prove in a court of law. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But it's just dumb, and it's, it's just uh, the cow. There's Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had some statements today too, saying basically that. Trump wanted to win on the subject And he wanted to show the players And he wanted to one up them And he didn't give a shit And Yeah I feel like the NFL kind of Bowed down to his pressure And so it kind of gave him a, a political win in his mind Which is so stupid Because How the hell Are you affecting You know Real important policy changes When you're fucking around with the NFL This is entertainment Okay, granted, billions of dollars, some, some, it's a huge conglomerate, but, my God, you have bigger fish to fucking fry in the world, I mean, come on, you just freaking canceled a freaking meeting with Kim Jong-un of North Korea, and now you're shit-talking each other back and forth again, like, what the fuck, man, you got these investigations, like, broiling around in your head, and you keep pointing to no, nothing, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, it's been a, Fucking couple years man Trying to Keep shit talking people To the point where people Believe you And nobody has credibility Man It's crazy Still fucking crazy We'll see what happens Anyway I'm planning to try to see Bernie Sanders rally On on uh, Saturday With this dude Sean King also um, So yeah That should be fun So we'll see see how that goes i think it's gonna be ridiculously crazy and packed, so we're gonna to need to get there early early for surely anyway that'll about do it for the show we're gonna wrap this bad boy up a little bit over an hour and a half it is it was I've crossed over to the toilet zone so now the next day um yeah now it's Thursday, May thirty first, but it was third. It was Wednesday, May the thirtieth, when I started this shit. And uh, you're listening to the Puro Caballero Show. This has been episode twenty six. As always, you can follow and listen on all of the apps you would ever need. Think about it. What do you have? iPhone, boom, and you go to Apple Store. You got what the Apple Podcasts itunes podcast there um if you got a freaking ipod still you got that ipod color bro the video ooh, you was balling back in 0- 06 i'm telling you bro i had that shit everyone was jacking me I was watching that youtube music video over and over again boy what you know i think i actually has some kanye music videos on there but well that's another discussion for another day and, uh, yeah, you want Android? Oh, well, I got uh, your Google Play Store. Go to the Google Music app. And, or was it Play Music? Something, something like that. I got the, this is the shit I literally listen to on my phone. This is what I'd use. And I can't even fucking remember. It's Google Play Music app. So you go there, and in the podcast section, type in the Puro Caballero Show. That's P U V. T-H-E-P-U-R-O Puro Caballero My last name C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O It's what I am It's what I is And show Because that's what this is It's a show Do we You freaking dummy I mean you should know You fucking listen to this shit um, Yeah and then we are on SoundCloud That's the hub That's the hub network Also Stitcher For all you audio files there And tune in radio app so we're in all of those platforms you can follow along uh for me personally uh, on my instagram and my twitter my twitter account is both of them at puro caballero that's for both instagram and twitter at puro caballero spelled exactly like i just spelled it before not gonna do it again anyway i'm signing off it's late i'm gonna go to bed Peace.